0: The Escape Artist Podcast at We make, relate, create, it's change, harness The soul within the comics and movies that they market Activating people's imaginations, the target worked the hardest with are passionate and heart, it's Escape Artist What's up y'all, it's Marshall Couture, also known as Plex of donkeyjawprojects.com and you're listening to Escape Artist podcast. Um, yeah, I was gonna try to remember the number, but I don't. <laughs> so, yeah, today uh, is Friday, and um, the last couple of weeks I've been getting the podcast in a little late, unfortunately. Um, just circumstances, stuff. So, but you know. Still, I got it in by Tuesday, you know, a day late each day or whatever. Actually, one day, actually one week was, uh, I think, Wednesday or something because whatever. But, um, you know, anyways, I'm getting them in, but I'm trying to, I still want to get it Um, in on Mondays or before Mondays, if possible. Um, that's, you know that's the way I want to do it, so, (laughs) because I like to have it so, like, you know, when you start your week off, you got something to listen to, you know, Um, so, anyway, so, I'm recording one today, I don't have a specific topic, um, but I wanted to record something anyways, now that I have the opportunity, because, you know, I don't know if I'll have an opportunity, so if if uh it's possible that this might not even go out it might I might have an opportunity to do a different thing which is fine and I'll just kind of do that instead <laughs> which kind of has happened before um not many times but it's good to kind of have a backup plan I guess <laughs> So today is going to be more journaly or something <laughs> We'll see, but you know, best way to start all that off is kind of give you an update of what's been going on this week, and um, you know, a pretty busy week. Uh, things are calming down a little bit. You know, my mom had her surgery and stuff, so, but that was you know last weekend and everything, and so now you know most of my obligations that I've been having to kinda of do and and have sometimes had to sacrifice uh, the timeliness of my art stuff. Um, a lot of that stuff is done. Uh did my taxes too, which is good. <laughs> Waited till the last minute. Um, yeah, it's weird, like I get the tax stuff pretty early or whatever, and every year and I'm like this time I'm going to do it right away, you know, it's not hard or anything, it's like super easy, I just, you know, I use the website or whatever, TurboTax, and go through a bunch of questions, and, you know, it takes like 10 to 20 minutes, and I'm done, um, there's not really much to itemize or anything, um, and it's really just one income, so, workers comp doesn't count, you know, for taxes, so, That's my wife's thing. (laughs) So it's pretty easy um, for me to do taxes generally. Um, So I don't know why I don't get them done quicker, but hey, now I have whatever money came back to me. So, well, I will hopefully soon. (laughs) But, uh, and that's, you know, already accountable counted for, we need to use that for some things, so, which is fine, it's cool, it's cool, um, so, did that, let's see what else, yeah, I've been working on my paintings and stuff, but they, it has been more like, um, just doing stuff in my sketchbooks and stuff, and, um, uh, just playing around with watercolors, trying to get a handle on on how they work and stuff, um, went back to doing daily videos for, um, for the painting, uh, 100 days of painting, because, uh, it just wasn't working out, um, the updates, you know, with me trying to do a weekly update, it seemed like a good idea on paper, but, uh, it just meant I had to do a lot of video stuff, and it's like, you know, I try, I kind of wait till the weekend to get a lot of art stuff done, and then, but if I have, like, a lot of big time stuff to do, like the podcast and the, you know, a a big update YouTube video, then by the time I'm done with that, first of all, it can be frustrating, because there's always weird technical difficulties and stuff, um... And second of all, you know, I just, it just kind of takes too much time and I get kind of tired and and frustrated from the whole thing and so it kind of wears me out and I kind of feel like I need to get out of the house and do something else after that. Um, So it's kind of hard to like focus on a ton of different things, you know. One of the things that they say, you know, in in these marketing stuff, all this marketing stuff is don't multitask, you know, and it's true, it's, when you're multitasking, you're, you're only going to be able to put a small amount of, like, of your effort into it, it's, it's when you're focused is when you can really kind of make the, the best out of whatever it is you're, you're working on, so, it's tough to try to say, okay, I'm going to do, like, A hundred different things on the weekend that I couldn't do during the week, and honestly, a lot of times I can do some of that during the week, so I'm trying to spread all that out. So it's just you know, every day I do some work, you know, and hopefully I get a lot done. Um, So I was encouraged by um, Jeff Lafferty last week to um, you know, throw some stuff up, you know, on eBay. So I had a day off this week because I had an appointment with my wife. We had to do, and um, so I took a day off. But that gave me some extra time. So I started working on on getting eBay listings up, and um, I only got one up last night. I got uh, or yesterday I got um, the Spider Gwyneth Paltrow piece up that uh, came out pretty cool. But I what I did do was scan in you know, more pieces, um, and I thought, I would have got more done, but instead I decided to hop on the Artcasters, um, video for that day, um, so, it's hard to kind of talk and do stuff like eBay listings, you know, at the same time, um, you know, sometimes you can, like, if they got into, like, some lengthy discussions of, like, movies and stuff, (laughs) I would have been able to just kind of uh, do my thing and almost not pay too much attention, just enough to, like, keep, you know, say a few things here and there. And I might have been able to get more done, but it's that multitasking thing. I mean, there's certain things you can do that with. Like, if I was sketching in my sketchbook or if I was working on, like, a big piece or something, just, like, certain parts of drawing and whatnot, I could definitely get a lot done while I'm sitting there and talking and paying attention to stuff. Um, Inking would be a great thing to do. That you know, kind of Peter's got it made doing that. I think like if he, if that helps him get through. Because I notice when I am doing a talking thing and I'm doing some, some artwork, it's like, the stuff that I would normally be like, like that would normally be kind of tedious, um, like getting into some details or whatever or, like, refining, you know, certain things, uh, those tedious things become much less tedious because you're not focusing 100% on on the art. You you know, time is kind of flying um, because you're talking and enjoying that conversation. So, you know, like getting into some details sometimes you got to think about it though is the problem so it's like sometimes you got to kind of pause and like think okay i gotta make sure i get this right here but and kind of think maybe more a little bit about whatever anatomy you're working on or where's the light coming from type of thing but usually you can kind of fit those momentary lapses of paying attention to a conversation into a big long conversation um And still keep productive. So, I don't know. It's it's an interesting thing trying to talk and do art at the same time or talk and drive and do at the same time. (laughs) Actually, it's funny. Last uh, week's podcast, um, there was a whole part that I had to, I I rarely, rarely edit stuff out. And sometimes I say I'm going to edit stuff out and I still don't. But this time I did, um, and there was a car that, like, I was trying to get in the right lane, and the car was, like, passing me on the right. And then, so I was like, okay, well, that guy's clear, whatever. He was a jerk. He's not doing what he's supposed to do. So then I'm like, I look over my shoulder, and I try to take a right, and I'm talking at the same time, trying to do the podcast. And so I look over my shoulder, everything's clear, and I just start to take a right, and then zoom, like, really fast, another car you know, passes me on the right, and it's like, are you, I got, like, so frustrated, and you could hear it on the podcast, I was like, it's like, you guys don't need to hear that, (laughs) so I actually, like, did end up editing that part out, so, um, but yeah, I don't know, the talking and doing art thing is, is a skill, (laughs) and I'm getting a little better at it, you know, but, uh, you know, doing eBay listings, you got to kind of think about how you're going to word certain things. And it was my first eBay listing in a while. So I kind of had to figure it out as well. Um, so, and I was trying to do like the copy paste thing, maybe go to somebody who's doing some similar stuff and kind of copy what they're doing, but then like just switch it around enough. So it's, it's really just me, but maybe, you know, kind of using the format or something to, I don't know, whatever, but I ended up just writing it out myself, um, for the most part, because I just felt like, I don't know, it's it's always hard to let myself, you know, copy somebody, even in that, like, that shouldn't even matter that much, but, (laughs) whatever, guess it's the artist in me or something, (laughs) although I do, I have been able to enjoy copying other artists just for, Learning purposes, um, and I wish I had time to do more of that. Um, and I hopefully will be able to do more of that. This painting stuff is kind of, man, it's tough. It's not, <laughs> it's not easy. And I've said a lot about it before, but, uh, <clears throat> but um, I kind of find myself wishing I didn't start this painting, 100 days of painting um, because, because I don't want to not finish it, and, you know, I'm kind of more interested in comics now, (laughs) and I'm also interested in filling up sketchbooks, um, and just getting better, you know, like, that's kind of what I wish, I wish I wasn't doing really much for projects, maybe a comic thing or two on the side, you know, but something that I could kind of chip away at and doesn't have to be, like, my main thing, so, I don't know, I I just want to get better, you know, I don't know, I kind of go back and forth, but you know there has been some stuff though. I have been learning to say no to things too though, um, because there has been stuff that have come up, that has come up here and there where it's like, all right, I gotta, I can't just say yes to everything. Like I want to do a lot of things like animation and I don't know, just little things. They were talking about motion comics the other day. Um, another thing they were talking about a while back. Uh, couple weeks ago or whatever was you know on some of these shows was uh you know doing like these tutorials on a few different sites I also saw some stuff on reddit like somebody did got, had some success on reddit and you know it's like I've been saying no to these things and just letting them slide <laughs> instead of like trying to chase this stuff you know everywhere I go and I even uh, ended up quitting the GTS thing again, uh, because I just, I'm not getting my stuff, I'm not able to get my stuff in shape, you know, so I guess maybe I'm just not ready, you know, for something like that right now. I mean, I have a lot of basic ideas of what I can do, you know, and I already kind of know a lot of this stuff anyways, but... I still feel like it's important to have that mentorship type of situation, and it's a pretty good price. It's $25 a month, which really, when you think about it, isn't bad to have when you have like a team of mentors that are kind of helping you along, but I find myself kind of not being able to push forward with that because I don't really have too much to sell at the moment so I don't know it just seems like too much you know I I can't I gotta just keep remembering that you know I only have so many resources you know I only have so much time I only have so much like I just tend to want to jump on everything and feel like I get excited and I feel like I can do it all and the truth is I can if I had the time but I don't have the time. <laughs> so, I don't know. I've been able to say no to some things here and there more. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I always say stuff like this, but I feel like, you know, things are forming. You know, I there's this whole thing of like, um, you know, listening to different podcasts, they say, sometimes it takes a while, you know, you just gotta keep pushing and you do try a lot of different things and sometimes you have to try a lot of different things to know what you don't you don't want to do um, so there's that um, also, just to hone in on what it is exactly you do want to do, some people don't really hit their stride until they're like 45 50, 60 you know um, I think it was Jack Kirby, you know he created you know, basically what is now the Marvel Universe at around 65 years old, you know, and that's also when he got to the point where his style, you know, kind of morphed into something, like, it it morphed kind of into what it was meant to be almost, I think, I don't know, like, how people think about that, some people like his stuff before he got all blocky and energetic but I don't know I think that was the evolution of his style and and that's what he kind of stuck to for the rest of his life you know so I think that was what it was coming to be and that to me was much more exciting than uh, what he was doing before that although he was a successful artist before that and he did have the same energy and stuff to his work but it was just it kind of matured I think you know after you know i don't know a certain amount of issues of fantastic four came out <laughs> you know cuz it it wasn't even right when he first started there you know he was still kind of more more of the classic style and less of what what he kind of morphed into um for a while there so but um you know there's that but he the creativity you know around 65 he created these characters you know that are still prevalent today and will probably never go away the way things are going. Uh, Check out the the latest Artcaster episode that I was on for uh, my cynical views on superheroes. (laughs) But, uh... Yeah, so... Um... a little traffic going, okay, (laughs) um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know, like, maybe it's, uh, hopefully it's building up to something, um, I really like comics as, like, not as a, uh, it's the long, it's the long, um, con, as they call it, you know, the, you, you hear that in some of these movies, they talk about, like, con men and stuff and they there's a such thing as the long con or whatever you know so you have like your little scans and stuff but then there's like you know if you're smart you can plan ahead and kind of have this long-term thing that eventually works out in your favor the way it happens or whatever so i don't know not that i'm trying to uh get tips from con men but <laughs> but uh you know maybe you know i think comics is a great way to kind of it's it's like it helps you get your name out like that whole exposure thing and stuff like i see that happen you know where people you know they keep putting out projects and you know they're not necessarily making money from those projects but that's not the point the point is you know you're putting out projects putting out projects to the point where finally something hits, and when that one thing hits, then you take advantage of that, and you continue to put out more projects, and hopefully, you know maybe people will go back to your old stuff and realize those were something really cool, and you know turn you can turn that into something, or you know keep making more stuff too. Like, and I'm talking about different whole projects, um, you know, like the Kirkman type of thing. You know, he's got he writes so many books, it's ridiculous, um, I mean, even Stephen King, on the novel aspect, you know, I mean, that guy turns out stories like no one else, you know, he kills it, and how many, I mean, every time I, you know, turn my head, there's a new, um, <clears throat> TV show, or movie, or whatever, coming out, that was, you know, from a Stephen King book, or short story, or whatever, um, so and it's really cool, I think, how comics is becoming what books have been for years, and, and which is a source you know for TV shows and movies, you know to to uh, find you know ideas or whatever, or to find not ideas but like literally to use. And ad- adapt to those other mediums um, I think that's a really cool thing I don't think it's a cool thing To write, uh, to write and or draw a comic book For that purpose um, I mean it's a cool idea In and of itself But you're really losing the essence of making comics And, and trying to do that I don't know, maybe it's just a fuddy-duddy, art comic book purist type of attitude, but comics are awesome as it is, I agree. totally agree with people like Jersey Joes who, you know, comics are great, you know, why do you have to make it this or make it that, or try to make comics like movies or anything like that, no, comics are a cool thing in and of itself. There's certain things that you can do in comics that you can't do in any other medium. And it's just awesome. And I love to take advantage of that stuff with my comics. And I have um, definitely done that. I don't think of my comics as movie shots, really. I mean, I do, the whole camera angle thing, I mean, it's a good metaphor. Um, You know, that's about all I take from it, though, is like, playing with camera angles which you know i don't know there's probably an equivalent i guess just viewpoint or whatever there's an equivalent terminology for just comics but point of view i guess is, is what it is but i don't know camera shot just it makes the it's a better metaphor to me it's easier to, to visualize in my head so i'm cool with that but that's about as far as it goes you know uh, I mean, I, I can get inspiration from TV and movies and stuff, but I'm not trying to make my comic look like a movie or read like a movie would play, you know what I mean? Um, because there's cool things that you can do in a comic, you know. You can have thought balloons, which I think are really awesome and I'd like to incorporate more into my comics. Um, I don't know, there's just a ton of things, and usually a lot of this stuff is, like, graphic uh, moments that, you know, kind of like the Will Eisner stuff where he would, like, make the words part of, you know, the objects in the picture, you know, in the, uh, you know, intro page or whatever, Uh, which, that's one thing I need to do is read some Will Eisner books, because I've literally never read, you know, The Spirit or any of that stuff, Um, but I've looked at it and and seen some of that stuff, but I really want to read it and really get a good idea of what he was doing and, you know, I mean, he's obviously a huge source of inspiration and kind of the founder of the medium, one of the founders of the medium really, Um, who pushed it forward, you know, and So, you know, it's kind of ridiculous that I haven't really looked into his stuff. I mean, I I just dabbled a little bit, but I really want to, like, read a few, some of his stuff, so, Um, you know, I was looking, I actually have, but I don't know where I put them. I was looking through them, or looking for them the other day, and haven't been able to find them, but I have some reprints of the spirit, you know, just like single issue comic things, so... I want to either check that out, or, like, if I can't find those, I'm going to have to buy something, some kind of trade, or, you know, reprints or something, um, so I definitely want to check that out, but, you know, some of his aesthetic in those splash pages and stuff, I've already drawn inspiration from him, kind of, I kind of already thought to do that anyways, um, before I even knew Eisner did it, um not because I'm a genius, but I don't know, probably because I came, you know, graffiti has been a big inspiration, you know, um, for my art, so, you know, they do that kind of thing already, you know, (laughs) so, they're always working with words and scenes with words and things like that, (laughs) so, um, So yeah, I don't know. I really, I'm I'm excited about making comics. And I'm excited about making comics in collaboration with people. Um, I think I talked about this last week, too. Um, But, you know, and that's what I'm doing with my buddy Mike Valad. And I did talk about this also with Ed Bickford. I I might be doing something. um, And I think I, I want to always have a big part in the writing. I don't know, who knows, it might change, but it seems like I've had a hard time doing stuff for stuff when other people have written it, um, not because they're bad writers or anything, but because I just, I ha- I- I- I'm too much interested in the writing aspect of it, I guess, so. Um, it's kind of got to be somewhat my baby, you know, I think, for me to do it. And um, if that means I'm, I'm half of the writing team, but I'm still like, coming up with a lot of other ideas, then so be it. But I have to be involved in it. And I also, and I don't have to be involved in the art necessarily. I mean, I will, you know, kind of with character design and, and maybe some thumbnails here and there just to kind of show what I want. But I do want to be very much involved in comic art Whether it's with collaborations or actually drawing one of my comics, but I'm more than happy to have, like, I mean, this is a dream that this could actually work out, but 10 other comics or something, you know, that somebody else totally draws, you know. I'm more than happy, I'm even more than happy to have somebody else draw Glyph, which is, you know, my, the comic that might, you know, be the one that is, like, I'm known for, or whatever, I don't know, um, or, I don't know, it's just, like, you know, that one thing that's always been there, that's been, like, there's versions of that character, even back in my high school, um, sketchbooks and stuff like that, uh, And, you know, it wasn't called Glyph back then, but there was, I always played around with a a character with either, like, an afro or some crazy hair who, you know, did graffiti and stuff, and that idea of having a character whose graffiti art comes to life has just always been there, Um, and a lot of times back in high school I used to, I think I I had a character I called him Angel or something like that, um, you know, I would always put wings on, on that kind of character a lot of times, because, I don't know, I just thought that would be cool, that's not what he turned into, <laughs> but I don't know, we'll see, Glyph is still not 100% solidified anyways, um, I was already, th- I was thinking of some new ways to approach his, um, the character recently, um, and, you know, it's just weird. Like, I've been coming up with these cool ideas, like writing ideas and stuff. Um, and it seems like cool writing ideas for me come in the form of a theme. And I know I kind of talked about this last week, but I guess I'll touch on it a little bit more today. But, uh, like, I had this idea um just called um the fatherless and uh and I only I've been writing these things down as I go in my little you know the little notepad and the iPhone or whatever. And um all I did was I wrote, you know, the fatherless and then just I wanna explore the idea of what it's like, you know, to be fatherless whether but it might it could come in like so many different forms like it's like, that's just a concept, but you can, like, I mean, you can make a superhero story out of that, you can make, a you know, romantic comedy out of it, you know, you could, you could do a sci-fi thing, you could do anything, you know, with these things, a fantasy thing, you know, you can go pretty much anywhere with that, it could be a team book, it could be a solo book, it could be, like, a lot of different things, um, so, you know, that's all I have, but I just can see, like, maybe some cool ideas through that, and I already kind of envisioned some things, but I didn't write them down yet, but, you know, that's been kind of a theme in my life, Um, you know, I've had different fathers, um, and I was actually, like, I actually don't know 100% who my father is, (laughs) But there was one guy who, you know, was supposedly was supposedly my father, probably my father, <laughs> who, you know, I hung out with here and there, you know, when I was a kid and keep up with sometimes now. So there's kind of that. But it also has affected my view on God, um, you know, my faith and stuff. Um, so there's just some little aspects that is just like almost autobiographical autobiographical that I could definitely, you know, um, I could definitely mine from my life, you know, with some of that stuff and, you know, really get some good emotion from that, you know, and inject that into a project, you know. So that's there, you know, and, and that's really cool. Like, I feel like I could come up with a lot of things now, you know, because there's so many things that, you know, you want to express. Sometimes like the type of things that you might hesitate to put out in a post, like in a um, status update or whatever, but you really feel, you know, maybe the best way to do that without being super preachy or like whatever, like, I don't know, say, you know, you know, I see people put stuff up about animal cruelty and stuff and I just hate seeing those posts and, you know, I, I agree, it sucks, you know but I just don't want to see it, like, I do not want to see that in my feed, um, it's disturbing, you know, and it's meant to be disturbing, but I get it, like, I know what's good, what's up, and I, you know, if there's something I can do, I'd like to do it, but I can't get all up in that world, because I can't deal with that, you know, that's, like, traumatizing almost, you know, so... You know, but maybe for somebody who posts stuff like that, you know, instead of, you know, posting that constantly, maybe you could write a comic about it, you know? <laughs> and bring, you know, I mean, I'd be more affected and more apt to do something with a comic because, for one thing, no matter how graphic the comic book art is, it's usually still not as horrible or or disturbing as an actual photo or whatever. I don't know. I guess you can, too. You can do that, too. But, like, I see comics of zombies all the time. And I see, like... I mean, you even see it on, on the shows and stuff. But when I one time wanted to try to draw a zombie and started looking up on google you know images I started looking up like pictures of dead people or whatever I couldn't do it like that stuff is just like the real real stuff is just it's a little too much for me you know um so but I can I'm okay with seeing it in you know a comic because it just doesn't seem as bad it's lines you know and paper and color, and it's not just real life, <laughs> you know, I mean, growing up, maybe I would have been more sensitive to it or whatever, but, you know, now I've seen a million crazy things, so, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know, like, it, I think it still could be effective, you know, if you did, like, an animal cruelty, a book that kind of brought that to light, you know, I think it could still be effective without being disturbing and almost traumatizing. You know what I mean? I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, maybe it's not effective enough. I don't know. But I think it is. I think it's you know, you don't have to necessarily see the disturbing visuals to be moved emotionally, you know, to to action, you know? I mean you can even read a book about it without any pictures. And that could move you emotionally to be proactive about a certain issue or whatever. Now I'm not even saying that I'm trying to be, I want to be preachy through these things either, you know. I like the idea where Kevin Cross was talking about, you know, you know he doesn't believe in God and stuff like that. And uh, But he still has like characters who maybe do, you know. And he'll have characters who are more his view be bad guys, and characters more his view be good guys, and vice versa, with people who are more on a view he doesn't like be good guys and bad guys. So he's being fair and and leaving the, you know, kind of leaving the conclusion up to the reader, you know. And I think that's, you know, asking the questions is sometimes more what's important than, you know, Telling people anything, you know. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I would love to move people closer to believing in God, um, because I think I think it's awesome. I wouldn't be a man of faith if I (laughs) didn't think it was awesome. You know, I I freaking it's my number one passion in life. But I don't, you know, push it on people because there was a time when i you know didn't want anything to do with it you know and the more pushy somebody would be the less i would be interested in doing it and the more i'd almost be uh pissed or whatever at people and maybe not come to the point where i am now where i have faith you know and i believe in god and and it's a very helpful part in my life um So, and there's way more to all that and whatnot, but, um, you know, the point is, I don't, I think you can have a theme, have a viewpoint, and even kind of have a direction you're trying to move the reader in as far as, like, emotion, but leave, you know, leave the answer up to them, and even just a question, a rhetorical question can be highly effective, you know, and hopefully, you know, we're asking the questions that lead people to, um, good things, you know, and I'm not even just saying God or whatever, like, I'm saying, like, like, I think it's cool, like, I don't have to have, you know, I don't have to do the visual comic book Bible, you know. I don't have to do, like, something that at the end there's, like, an altar call to lead people to Christ or something like that. You know, there's so much more to the faith than that, you know. I mean, that's the obviously the main big part of it. But there's so much more that is awesome about the faith. And it's like, you know... That's why some people will say, you know, they think that Jesus was um, a good person or he was a prophet or they won't say he was God, but they'll say that, you know, there were, he had some wise teachings or something like that, you know, and I respect that viewpoint and, you know, there's things that outside of 100% worshiping and believing in God, there's many other benefits you can get from scripture, you know? And, um, as far as like, just wisdom even, like, I mean, there's Proverbs and Psalms which are just filled with awesome nuggets of of wisdom that are helpful for anybody in any walk of life, really. Um, and there's no reason why, like, every single one of those Proverbs can have multiple stories to them. Like, I should do that one day just like take a proverb and make a story out of it you know maybe I could do that for like some mini comics would be kind of fun like project to try Um, so I don't know you know I like I really like the idea of themes like it's inspiring me a lot and I feel like there's just so many different ways and really the hard thing is going to be choosing and deciding on things you know and so another one well well I guess what I'll say is with Glyph um like I almost feel like either not doing Glyph or if I do Glyph cause like I can't like I ha- I'm having such a hard time taking Glyph and applying some kind of theme all of a sudden onto it you know cause it's like that's more I think of that more as like one of those ongoing comics that just keeps going and going like, you know, Savage Dragon or, you know, Superman, Batman, (laughs) Spider-Man, all that stuff. Um, So what I was thinking might be a possible thing is maybe Glyph, he's like the main character that, you know, kind of things happen to, but kind of like Batman, the real story sometimes is the the villain, is the villain's story, and Batman's just kind of the guy who does the same type of stuff he does all the time like really is a story is where one I mean this is one definition of a story and I think it's makes pretty much sense And seems to be the good ones are like that I don't know is um you know a story is you know a set of events basically where a character goes from one comes from one place and goes to another place you know the hero's journey type of thing um, and I mean there's more to it than that and there's other ways you can go you know obviously like the hero can start in one place have some doubts go through some trials and then come to find out you know he his perseverance and sticking to where he was in the first place was you know what what he needed to be doing and and that is an interesting story as well. But then there's also the story where there's a change, a, dr- a dramatic, um, life changing type of situation that, you know, the character thinks one thing in the beginning and ends up thinking something different in the end or whatever, or believing or whatever. So there's that. So I don't know. It's hard to, like, I can see Glyph as the ongoing character, but I don't know that I love the idea of ongoing characters. So, it's like, I don't know still what I'm going to do with Glyph. But, you know, what I was thinking is maybe the stories could always just kind of surround him. Or maybe I could find some kind of theme that could just go on for a long, long, long time. That it's like a lifelong journey type of thing. And through his life, there's all these little journeys. And that kind of pushing more and more towards that I don't know it's weird because it seems like a character like that you know that is supposed to be like a character that goes on and on you would think that would be the most epic type of story because you're it's almost like you're you know people have this thing where it's like they do one like Cerebus or like you know elf or what is it all poison elves and you know bone things like that these those old school like independent comics you know that was like their life's work that's like how some of them would describe it and it's like they're just sticking to the one book and that's how they express themselves through that one book and so but are those stories how epic are those stories maybe there's epic arcs within those stories but like that long style character um, you know I don't know it's kind of hard to mark there's not really a beginning middle and an end to like Spider-Man or Captain America you know there kind of is to their origin you know there's kind of a beginning middle and end but then okay they figured out all that now now they just do superhero stuff (laughs) you know like, what's the theme been since then, you know, <laughs> there's been themes throughout, you know, pockets of themes, but, so, I don't know, so, you know, I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do with Glyph, maybe Glyph is just my, my experimental project that I just play with and do all kinds of different things with and he doesn't have to have a, anything set in stone. I don't know we shall see but I kind of like having him as like a main thing too like business wise and just like it's fun to kind of have that go-to thing you know a little like it's like your own little sandbox you can play in whenever you want to <laughs> you know so I don't know it's just hard to play around in such an indecisive thing where you know the walls aren't defined necessarily and Maybe sometimes it's not even sand. Maybe it's like mud you're playing in, <laughs> you know. So it can get a little confusing on where exactly that's going. Wow, I did like a cool metaphor with some different parts to it. <laughs> Anyways, um, so another theme that I, ha- I only have to, uh, thought of two so far besides the other thing I was talking about with Mike Vallad and um, that one didn't really start with a theme exactly that one's an interesting hybrid of starting with characters and, and kind of moving towards a theme but that's another ongoing character type of style I think unless we find a theme for it but the way it's being st- Created at this point, it seems like it would be almost an ongoing thing. Another play by play, you know, sandbox to play in type of thing. So I don't know, but another theme that I was thinking of today was, you um, know, I'm trying to think what was it? <laughs> so I had the fatherless thing. Oh, I was thinking, and you know, these are simple names. Maybe the thing won't be called the fatherless. Although I kind of think that's cool. And then this other one was just straight up the word slave. Um you know, I could probably come up with I mean, that in and of itself is kind of bold and interesting, you know. I don't think there's ever been a comic called Slave yet. Um but but again, you know, it's an idea and maybe I run into run the risk of Getting into like racism situations, like not me being a racist. I'm not, there's no way I'm, I'm not even close to a racist, but, <laughs> but, uh, you know, when you play around with race, you're probably gonna get called out on something, you know, because, you know, there's certain, like, you kind of run the risk of easily throw, putting your foot in your mouth, and it's like, It's not even like... You might not even be racist or whatever. It's just like... There's just so much... So much... uh, History and... and I mean... With the history of people... Who have had issues with slavery and stuff... You know... There's no wonder that... You know there's... High sensitivity to that. You know? And the racism that goes on, continues to go on, you know. (coughs) I don't really want to do a commentary on that. That's not even the interest, that's not what I even want to talk about at all. It has nothing to do with race, this whole slave idea I have. But because slavery is so, I mean, maybe, has it been like in every case? Maybe not. I mean, even in American history slavery wasn't just you know black or african-americans you know there was other people of all a few different races that were enslaved as well but obviously that's the predominant story um and so but so i guess in history a lot a lot of times most of the time slavery is to a specific race um you know, Egyptians and the Jews and stuff like that. They enslaved the Jews and all that. And many times, you know, Jews have been enslaved. They've probably been treated the worst out of any race. I don't know. It you know, kind of seems like that way. Who knows? I mean, I'm not trying to compare. Like, <laughs> every, There's been horrible things throughout history. And, you know, they're just all horrible things. <laughs> it's not, you know is worse or better or whatever but um you know this idea I have is not so much about that although there will be people who are actually enslaved and stuff um, but you know I'll, I'll put it like the way I was thinking is doing it more on a sci-fi level type of thing um, you know or something otherworldly where like you know, I'm, hopefully people won't think I'm doing a commentary on any specific race or anything, okay. you know, but just the idea of how people are enslaved even in their minds, you know, whether they're behind any kind of bars or whether they're, you know, under any kind of master or whatever or not, people almost can't help but have psychological issues that are almost enslaving, you know and I guess it's not even necessarily about slavery, the idea that I have, it's actually more about freedom and the complications um, and how we can be free but still not act free or still not believe we're free, and how free is freedom really anyways, there's a lot in there, (laughs) you know, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff to pull from in there, And, and again, you know, I'd be pulling from my own issues, you know, my own psychological, like, I don't have clinically, you know, psychological issues that are like, you know, I need medicine for or anything, but, I think that uh, as a human, I think we're all kind of sometimes just on the edge of, you know, like if we were pushed enough in the wrong way, we could go insane, you know? (laughs) Like we're not as far from insanity as we like, we hope to believe, we, we want to believe, you know? We just haven't been pushed or had the experiences maybe that some people have had, you know. I mean, I'm sure there's certain things that are maybe genetic or chemical that, or whatever that uh, contribute to um, to some people's issues, you know. But some of it's from experience, some of it's from that. But um, yeah, I think I think we could all find ourselves in a pretty rough psychological state if we let ourselves if we were put have been pushed in certain ways and I think a lot of us have experienced depression at some point in our lives or many more or maybe multiple points I definitely have experienced it for different reasons many many times in my life and in, in, in a real sense I kind of dip in and out of it know throughout the year every year i think you know um you know i've i've learned some techniques to kind of keep myself out of it i've i've learned some things that help me with my faith that kind of helps me with that um and other things you know just you know just trying to keep positive and stuff you know but yeah i dip into it for sure Um, at times, so, and I'm not saying depression, mild depression is the same as slavery, you know, but I just feel like there's some interesting things that I could maybe talk about. Like I said, it's it's almost more about freedom than slavery, you know, but what is a better metaphor to, to talk about freedom than a slave? situation, you know, in in a fantastic environment. You know, crazy story. So, I don't know. Just something that I was thinking would be something cool to explore in a story. So, you know, I've been trying to write down things like that. But yeah, I really like, I'm really excited to do comics. I'm also really excited to just, like I just got the um, Brigman is it Brigman I think it's Brigman <laughs> Bridgman um, complete guide you know to a drawing or whatever you know it's like I think it's like all his books pretty much collected into one book I don't, I don't know I don't know how he initially wrote it if he wrote it as one complete guide and it's been broken up into books or I don't know how, how that all worked but I do know that the little book that I have you know a lot of that content is in this book cuz I was just flipping through it last night. I got it in the mail and um Luis Escobar um recommended it to me. And I mean I already knew that I should check it out Brigman or whatever forever and I kind of have but uh you know I decided to to take take the plunge and really dive into it. So you know that's what I, I want to really dive into that material, and just fill up sketchbooks and try to figure this art stuff out. Um, and he was kind of telling me a method of how I can do that, which I'm try, I was trying to find the post last night before I went to bed, but I'm going to give it another shot today, hopefully, um, and see what he was suggesting. You know, some practicing tips. i looking at that book and practicing and whatnot. Um, so. I'm going to dive into that. If I can't find it, I'll just ask him again. He's a pretty cool guy. He's really approachable. Um, and hopefully I won't be bothering him too much. But, uh, but yeah. Um, another guy I should get on the podcast, too. There's a lot of people. I mean, even just a lot of my friends. I haven't even gotten Michael Vallad on my podcast yet. It's like... I talk to him all the time. He's like probably my closest, like, art buddy. Really, probably my closest buddy at this point at all, you know. Um, I haven't really kept connected with too many other people. My buddy Will, too, is another close buddy. So, you know, those are probably my two closest guys <laughs> at the moment. And things always change, and, you know, whatever. But, you know, but I haven't had, on, I've had Will on a bunch of times, but I haven't had um, Mike on yet, so that's going to happen hopefully soon. It's just like when we get together, like I want to spend that time working on the comic and stuff too, so I don't know, we'll see. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of you guys, if you're listening, I probably want to pod, you know, have a, an episode with you, but I just haven't gotten to it or, you know, I kind of just do these, these interviews as something comes up whenever certain things come up and, uh, something inspires me and I ask somebody, you know, and it just kind of happens like that. It's pretty organic, <laughs> I guess. So anyways, um, probably a short episode, I guess, there, um, but I think I got some cool thoughts in just talking about theme and a little more on writing comics and stuff, um, and, you know, we'll see what we got for next week. Uh, if, I, if I don't have a guest, um, again, I'll try to brainstorm on um, some more topics and stuff, because I do like to have a topic um, You know, there's plenty of journal-y things out there, and my stuff always ends up being somewhat of a journal anyways, especially when I'm talking by myself. Um, So you're going to get that here, but I like to bring in a topic, too, because it just makes it more interesting to me, at least to me, you know. So hopefully, you know, maybe you guys feel the same. (laughs) So that's about it, guys. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next week on the next Escape Artist podcast. Peace out. Background music provided by Mr. Pool. You can find show notes at donkeyjawprojects.com where you can also sign up for the newsletter. If you'd like to support go to patreon.com/plex or go to iTunes and leave a review. And thank you so much for listening. Now get your butt out there and make some awesome stuff. It's a skate artist. Oh, oh. oh.